0: And welcome to Fan Critical. And a special uh, Christmas bonus podcast treat for you guys out Mm. there. Uh, Myself and John have been itching to discuss this show with each other. uh, And we thought, what better way to round out the year and discuss it than to have the discussion with our lovely listeners. Mm. Um, You know, it's just the way I think this has to be done because it's so momentous. Um, Of course, I'm joined by someone who appears... On the outside, to be a grumpy realist, a man who might think he has uh, no cheer, no heart. But once you get to know him uh, and be his travelling companion through many adventures, you see that once he removes his mask, he's a lovely, caring father figure. Mm. It's John. Good, thanks for that. Right.
1: So, yeah, Mandalorian. Yeah. That's that's me
0: so yeah definitely me <laughs> yeah and you've recently become a father so yeah i have yeah but normally it's like oh yeah
1: there's this big blobby thing and it's disgusting and horrible and here he is it's john i'm like oh, for fuck's sake Kill hell i have emotions <laughs> yeah, that's true. between I'm you
0: thin-skinned y- if you and gaz get the worst ones yeah yeah thin-skinned when you get past the exterior as i said you're like mando <laughs> you need to take the mask off and just, just let the audience see your eyes okay
1: yeah lovely eyes
0: So, of course, we're here to talk about The Mandalorian. Now, we're not going to talk about, uh, you know, season one. We're just going to talk about it in general. We're going to talk about the season two finale Mm. um, and sort of where season two takes us and what we think will happen in season three. Of course, we have to talk about this show. We have covered Star Wars since the inception of this podcast. You know, obviously, The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, which, you know, Take Ooh. it how you will. Um, we love Star Wars. Me and John are the resident nerds of the podcast, mm. especially when it comes to Marvel and Star Wars. So um, yeah. it's had to be done. Yeah. Um, we want to say that, first of all, if you haven't seen the only two seasons of The Mandalorian on Disney+, stop what you're doing right now. Go blitz it. It won't take long, because when you get on a roll with it, you really do just keep powering through. Mm. Um, we're about to discuss major... And when I say major... <laughs> The biggest of Star Wars spoilers that I can think of in uh, arguably my lifetime. Mental, yeah. It's mental. Mm. Um, It is absolutely mental. You have been warned. Okay. Go watch it. Come back. Then listen. Okay. Right, John. So we're the resident nerds, as I said, and I've been hassling you to catch up on the Mandalore. And I know you're a busy man. You know, as I said, recently a father. Mm. Well,
1: you know, almost a year now,
0: but yeah. Yeah, almost a year. That's how long Mando's been traveling with our little Grogu guy. So, you know, this is quite relatable for you. I've been saying, John, catch up. We need to discuss this. So what you did is you set aside everything the other day and you blitzed it. You blitzed the whole of season two. You'd obviously seen season one. Yeah. Um, I want (laughs) to know your thoughts as a whole on the show itself. Um, And then I want to know your blueberry rating for season two Mm. of The Mandalorian. Shoot. Shoot.
1: Yeah, I will shoot. Um I'll shoot first. Yeah. 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 Oh, McCann good. shoots first. Like that? Um not in that way. That's not like a suggestive thing.
0: Oh wait, wait. wait. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. it depends. He is a minute man. He is a minute man. Remember. tired so,
1: Um so uh look, it's been a difficult year. Um not just with you know, bushfires in australia and then covid and then covid and then covid (laughs) get on with it fucking hell if this was a season of tv i'd be like can they just get past this honestly like the walking dead season two leave the farm (laughs) anyway so why um, are you still at the farm oh jesus christ this is so dull and and lockdown is very very dull and obviously lots of stuff's kind of been sprinkled in with that um I won't go into the politics of that because to me, that's as dull as, you know, the trade embargoes in fucking episode one. So I will um, <laughs> I will just say uh, when it comes to the podcast, uh, we've had a couple of things that I guess uh, I've enjoyed very much doing. Um, and I'm sure we'll plug those in a bit. One thing that I had high hopes for, um which i then left after two episodes was uh, love lovecraft country um which i obviously yep. hated three episodes john you did three episodes sorry three episodes, you did three episodes, yeah, episodes. yeah but sorry. mentally i was gone after the second um and you know for for me kind of tv series after that i was just like i can't be doing with it it's just all shit it's mm. all shit and it all depresses me and literally everything is turning to shit and then uh and then this comes along and Uh, I mean, look, season one, I'll I'll just touch on it. There's a bit in season one, uh, in episode two, where little little Mm. Grogu, because that's his name now. Yeah, um, Yeah, that's his name. When his little hand comes up, he uses the force for the first time. I was like, honestly, this moment is amazing. It's the sort of thing that you watch, Mm. and then immediately you start messaging all of your mates that are either staunch... Star Wars fans or sort of like yeah. it. And you go, You're right, mate, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, congrats on on the kid that you had four years ago. Um, have you been watching The Mandalorian? <laughs> um yeah. and and you know, so you have that magic and then you have a little bit of a break and I'll be honest that I, I wasn't kind of itching to watch season two. I knew it was gonna be good, it's mm-hmm. just you know, I'm a busy guy in a way. Um mm. But then you messaged me, and then about five minutes after you messaged me, someone else messaged me the exact same message. Right. So I was like, something's happened, yeah. obviously. So now I have to watch it. <laughs> um, Spoiler warning. And then my ex boss messaged me and was like, "Oh, I've, uh, I just watched uh, the Mandalorian season one and all, or nearly all of season two. It's, it's really good." And I was like, Fuck yeah, Now what's happened here?" So I was like, right, I better watch it. <laughs> um, started watching mm. it, and I was like, yeah, it's a good show. And do you know what? It's an excellent show. Um, and then you get to the end of it, and it's just like, fucking hell. This is... Oh, this is why am I welling up about a fucking little green fella? Yeah. It's mental. Yeah, it it's is mental. mental. It's mental. And, like, I've been watching lots of reactions, because um, I do enjoy... Uh, I mean, look, the big thing came from... I guess Game of Thrones was kind of famous for creating these fan channels where you'd get people that would be like, oh man, I can't believe his head's come off. And you'd like, oh, I want to see what people's reactions <laughs> are to this. Um, and I really did. Yeah. I, I was the same with this and the end. Um, and we will obviously discuss it in detail. I just wanted to see how people react to it. And there are a lot of... I
0: haven't watched any yet. Yeah. I mean, no. there are a lot of... I need, I need to do it.
1: There are a lot of nerds And I mean, you call us nerds, but come on now.
0: I'm talking proper, proper
1: nerds, you know, (laughs) 45 year old men that dress like they're 19. Those sorts of people. Um, And uh, if you
0: are like that and you're a listener, we love you.
1: I am wearing a super dry T-shirt. It's all good. Um, I'm chasing that youth. but Hollister. (laughs) Sponsored by Hollister. And if you uh, if you go to their site and quote um, just in the promo, fan critical, um, nerdy loner, nerdy loner, fan critical, um, you'll get no percent off because they would never sponsor this (laughs) anyway. So anyway, lots of tears, lots of grown men actually crying Mm. at differing parts. You know, the the father in me got very emotional about one bit, whereas the other bit I was like this is incredible this is excellent this is good rather than emotional but yeah there's a lot of geek tears i think we'll call them uh all over youtube at the moment i recommend you go and watch them but i sh- i i should score it i should score it um mm. season, two. Se- season 2 it's it's yeah. a five bloop it's a five bloob series yeah. um yeah i i've said this before about other tv shows i'll say it again um this is uh, okay i said to michelle michelle doesn't watch it michelle my wife um for those listening so devastated some uh some listeners there um but uh <laughs> the nerds she doesn't yeah <laughs> she, <laughs> she doesn't watch this um but i was just like can you not appreciate the budget mm. that goes into this
0: It's mental it's, it's stupid yeah. isn't it it's stupid it is cheap. It looks cinematic. It's yeah, well, incredible. It is it's,
1: it, like no one can tell me it's not. It doesn't have a cinematic budget. Like oh, even right from no the way. beginning, the the bit where it's like, okay, so got to pop off to Tatooine, and it's like, fucking hell, look at it. It's so good. It looks amazing. It's unbelievable. Um, mm. you know, I, I was saying to to Shell, I grew up watching Quantum Leap. Like that was like, hey. Great show. <laughs> I'm not having a go, but I'm just saying, like, you can tell there are some bits where, you know, you're going to, he's cut some corners there. Um, Ziggy isn't as impressive now as he was back then,
0: but. I'm thinking Quantum Leap. I used to watch Stargate SG 1. You know, I used to love Land that sort of the shit. Giants. You know what I mean? Remember that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fucking hell. Ben Hur. Yeah. That's a great film. No, that's, that's, that's a classic great. film. But,
1: you know, Land of the Giants, yeah, of we course. get people running, yeah. running pass like a massive battery every episode. Like I know they're small. <laughs> Stop using that same thing. Um so yeah, it's uh, a ridiculous budget, brilliant production, fantastic storytelling. I think the second season for me personally is better than than the first. Um I think oh, I yeah, think it there. I think it gels the um the overall this is the story plus every episode is going to be a mini story. It ties it together better than season one. There are a couple of episodes in season one where it's like you kind of get lost a little bit. We're like, oh, what's going on here? And then it's like, right, now we're we're going back.
0: Yeah, season one has a few episodes where they just are self-contained things and they don't relate to the overarching narrative. And there's like one or two episodes in this season where that happens. But overall, each episode has an impact on the overall story. Yeah. um, Especially towards the end. Uh, Yeah, I'll piggyback off what you're saying. Like, the year's been shit like in terms of just for us podcasting like we've we've come up with new formats and we've um, you know the TV industry has been decimated the film industry has been decimated it's you know we love going to the cinema to watch films Mm. uh, to get these emotions yeah I miss it big time and like we covered Lovecraft Country which I know you didn't love but we we very much liked we gave it a decent score and other than that there's been no new TV shows um, this year really that we, we we've sort of since what we had at the start of the year, was it Westworld and the, the, at the end of the last year, Watchmen <laughs> was the last amazing sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and less said about Westworld, the oh, better, because that's has to shit. But yeah. it's just been such a nice thing for me every Friday to... I've had the genuine excitement about watching a show on a day again. Like just... Friday I get so excited especially the last few weeks I've been like oh my god it's Mandalorian day and I mail my girlfriend I'm just like once again more disappointed listeners <laughs> joking um that I say to her oh can I watch the Mandalorian she says yeah yeah I'll go do something else and I'm like do you want to watch it with me because I'm that excited that I want her to see it and she likes baby Yoda you know who doesn't love baby Yoda or Grogu Grogu now um, Grogu Yeah and, and although she says she doesn't like it, she does stick around sometimes and watch it. And then I see her just looking at Baby Yoda and I'm like, yeah, you fucking like this <laughs> show because it's good. Because it's fucking brilliant. That's what it is. Yeah. And, you know, we've all had a bit of Star Wars fatigue because since Disney purchased Star Wars for four billion from from George, uh, we've been bombarded. Yeah, first name term. <laughs>
1: Mr. Lucas do you, but yeah.
0: Mr. Mr. Yeah, sorry. Oh, he's a weird guy, is but he? But um, we've been bombarded with... <laughs> Uh, film after film um and at the start when force awakens came out that was amazing right and then you had rogue one which i loved mm, uh, last really jedi good. which we loved yeah I we loved it. and yeah. i know it's very polarizing for the fandom a lot of fans didn't love that um so i'm you know interested to see what people think about that um and then we had solo which we reviewed again uh, which right. we thought was fine yeah. um it's okay yeah um and then you know we're getting a bit fatigued at this point, right? You, all you know the culmination of the rise of Skywalker, which you hated. Don't um, skip over it. And
1: I'm I'm interested to see whether or not <laughs> you stick by. You gave
0: that four bloobs, so yeah, it's, it, I don't stick by. I've watched it three more times <laughs> since <laughs> yes. uh, I saw it in the cinema, and it's, terrible, uh, it? it's, it's come way down. It's come way down. I think I was more excited. <laughs> Because I was in the cinema, like once again being in the cinema, but yeah, I, it is disappointing. There are a couple of moments in that though which are very special. There are a few moments like when Ray calls out to the Force at the end, and you hear all the voices like that still gets me. Like there are Hello? parts in that movie that still get. Hello, <laughs> Ray. Hey, no. Um, so anyway, we're fatigued. We're fatigued. But I think what Manda- when Mandalorian came out I had zero expectations. Zero uh because i was like i'm a bit over it at the moment like calm down on the star wars material Mm. like you know we hadn't had anything for like 20 years or whatever 15 years and then they're just fucking it's everywhere and they've stumbled upon something here in an episodic television format live television because the animated series rebels clone wars is brilliant Mm. and i love what i love watching them just even as casual viewing just while i'm eating my dinner or something they're a great watch and the stories behind the story in them is amazing um but they've stumbled on something here, which is clearly now, after you see the announcements in the last week or so, that they've like, right, we're on to something. This is maybe the way we should be going. Less, you know, this is the, way. the way cinema is at the moment. Anyway, this is the way, um, you know, everything about it's amazing. The characters, the way it ties into the overarching um, sort of Skywalker saga and Star Wars universe, but shines a light on. Elements of the Empire, like they're regular people who believe they're doing the right thing. There are elements of that involved with it, mm-hmm. and there's elements of like the new, you know the New Republic and how they're seen as terrorists in the eyes of the Empire. It's very interesting to me some of these conversations that happen. At the centre, you've got uh, the Mandalorians, Mando, fantastic character. The way he he you know you, you learn and, and learn to love him as a character when he his walls start coming down. Grogu, the cutest thing ever um i'm obsessed with baby yoda like just just some of the scenes where he's in it are just magical like they just sometimes Mm. just focus on him for like two or three seconds doing something cute and the puppeteering like just something that star wars hasn't done properly for a very long time this show is a lot of puppeteering and it is brilliant Mm. it is amazing like you forget that that's not a real thing you think that's a real living breathing thing that you love and uh, for me, it's a five blueberry season, like the end of uh, the end of the show, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it at all, like because I follow a lot of fan sites, and I'm sure everyone does. And everyone was like, "Who's the Jedi that's going to answer the call?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, it could be Calkestis from the Fallen Order series and stuff like that, and whatever." And we'll come on to who it actually was, but I jumped out of my chair. My girlfriend came out of the bedroom. Like, what is going on? I said, "It's." It's fucking Luke Skywalker. It's fucking Luke Skywalker. And I was going ballistic at the TV. And then I messaged you straight away afterwards. I was like, mate, you just need to watch this show because I just couldn't get over how good it was. And I rewatched it and I rewatched it. Oh, man. Like, it's something special about that. There's a couple moments in shows. Mm. Like, we had Game of Thrones with the Battle of Winterfell, which we watched together, which was incredible. Um, and, you know, certain moments when you watch them, they just they just a special, and that was a special moment for me because I I haven't had an emotion like that watching a show for a very long time.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, so for me, it's a five blueberry season, and I can't wait to see what they do in season three. Um, But let's talk about some highlights in season two. Mm. and I've sort of got some bullet points here written down, and I thought we could just riff about it and talk about it, how we feel and and what we think about it. Okay, so the, the season sort of starts with the mando's mission to return uh, baby yoda to a jedi right and at that point in time we we're all thinking it's ahsoka like ev- as far as i understood it like the rumors everything was going around was like it's going to be ahsoka um but that gives us time with mando and and grogu again what was your thoughts about the start of the season because it did kind of continue this at the start of the season it was very much like oh yeah we might have this episode where there's a bit of peril. Uh, and then they escape somehow, but it didn't really fit into the overall narrative at the start of the season. It was kind of more of the same at the start. Yeah, like the you know the big sa- the sand dragon on Tatooine. How mm. cool was that? Yeah, I like, loved it. It was,
1: it was um, cool. No, look for me. Uh,
0: do you know what? I
1: I probably would have given that episode a five bloop. Um, it's uh much the li-
0: Marshall that one was called. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, very like you know it's like tremors, isn't it? That's what it is. It's like yeah. it's like a tremors kind of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is silly. Um, yeah.
0: But yeah, like the crate dragon.
1: Yeah, I, I just thought it was awesome. I, I love the fact that you, you now you're getting the fucking Tuscan raiders. Um,
0: oh yeah, because, uh, that's what I mean.
1: Like, but they're, it's like, depth. oh right. Yeah, they yeah they're not bad. They're just they're just different beings, people, or whatever they are. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I don't know if they're people, are they, but you
0: know, I don't know what they Tuscan are. Tuscan people.
1: Yeah. They're Tuscan raiders. Yeah.
0: Um It's the new American football team. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: like when he's when he's communicating with them, um, really cool. I loved it. And also it gives depth to the uh, the Mandalorian as well, where you're like, fucking hell, he, he speaks Tuscan. Like what's yeah. going on here? Um, it was awesome. It is I absolutely, absolutely loved insane. it. And um, again, like it, it felt relevant to where the story is supposed to be going. Okay. It's a bit convenient that he turns up to his place and it's like, you've got someone knocking about in fucking Boba Fett's <laughs> armor. Um, did you, did you make that connection immediately
0: or? 100%. Yeah. The armor, a hundred percent. Like, like when you see the armor, I was like, Jesus Christ, who who is under this? Um, obviously, I didn't think it was it was it was Bobo at that point. Um but I love that episode as well. Like visually, like you talk about the visuals, it's unbelievable. Yeah, well, the effects are incredible. Um and seeing Tatooine again, like it's weird, we obviously visit it again, it was there in season one. It's like you can never not go to Tatooine. Um it was great to be back there. Um that leads on to the story with the eggs and the transportation of the eggs. Uh, and I think I love this new character, the passenger. Um well, the little frog woman. And yeah, oh, she's shit. I love, shit. I love.
1: Oh, I couldn't stand her.
0: <laughs> There's just something about her just oh, winding me it. up.
1: Like, no, I mean, really? look, I, I was pulling for. Yeah, I was. Pu- I was pulling for her to obviously get to the husband and. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> can Baby Yoda stop eating these fucking babies? This is mental. Um. Uh, that was hilarious about the times he looks at him and he's like licking his chops (laughs) um
0: evil little monster but um you keep cutting back to him and he's just like (laughs) (laughs) honestly i was in stitches when he kept doing that and at the end of the episode as well with that giant ice spider which i thought once again visually incredible um and is cool because it's the new republic that was sort of Chasing Mando at that point, so it's like he you know treads the line between you know good and bad, etc. Um, it was a that was scary. That planet was scary. I loved it. Like, and and,
1: uh, again, if if episode one is an homage to like tremors, then this is alien, isn't it? mm. Like, this is a hundred percent aliens. Like, these like like, these face huggers running around on the floor. Obviously, they're spiders, Mm. but. Yeah, I mean it's just like so like invasive and horrible, and you like watching it go. Ugh. Um, and you obviously got the, you know, the alien mum, the big spider, going mental. Yeah, the queen. Yeah, and to be honest, yeah. correct as well because you've got these random people that have landed on your planet and start eating your kids. Like,
0: yeah, leave them yes. alone.
1: Mental. Grogu yeah. again, man. Mental. <laughs> Put it down.
0: Stop eating everything. But just that
1: bit where she's swimming in yeah. the little warm. Pond, and the eggs buff. all floating yeah. in the water. I was like, "Ugh, disgusting." A bit weird, isn't it, it is weird. It is weird. Yeah, but you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway,
0: um, but once the show breaks away from this sort of, I'd say, similar to season one formula, in terms of its isolated incidents and isolated stories, um, and just to mention, we do see Boba Fett at the end of that first episode, um, like or what we believe to be Boba Fett. You know, watching Mando as he goes away so we know he's coming into the season we have the story sort of really kicks off when moff gideon obviously played by um gustavo fring from breaking Mm. bad (laughs) yeah uh who's obviously amazing yeah um it he's got the dark saber number one awesome yeah very awesome very good Uh, it's awesomely cool Uh, and we sort of get more of the overarching story of what's going on with with him why he needs grogu um and we find out that it's because he is the one who is initiating this whole process of cloning Snoke and then the Emperor, which leads to Rise of Skywalker. Mm. That is fucking mental. (laughs) Like, yeah. when I saw the clone bodies and, like, what was going on, I was like, oh, my God, Grogu is the cause of, like, the final and first order. And whatever you think about the end of the Skywalker saga, like, in general, like... This is a big plot point, like regardless, because the first two of the of the new trilogy are pretty good. So a really good film. So we liked it then. We just didn't like the culmination of it, but it kind of makes sense. And I like the way they're tying it all in to that. Like because that that for me just goes to show there's a bit of like, all right, we're not abandoning that story. That story happened and we're going to put more bricks in the house that make it more stable and make it make a bit more sense yeah do, and have a bit more tra- traction d- do you think
1: that it's a it's a nod um mm. but it ultimately you know it, it, they're better off we know that they're better off staying away from going too far to that trilogy because there's there's lots to explore mm-hmm. in, in the time in between um yeah and obviously you can stick with so, the Mandalorian. Mm. Yeah yeah. Yeah, I mean he's not he's not going to get to he's not going to get to old age basically.
0: My understanding is this takes place 5 or 6 years after the uh the Battle of Endor essentially. Something like that. Um yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is this is where the galaxy is essentially in turmoil. Uh you have people like Luke, Leia, uh the new republic trying to settle um you know, get the outer rim into this new republic. Uh, while still having these vacuums of power within the Empire, which Moff Gideon is clearly one of the heads of. There's another character that's mentioned um, in this series, which we'll get to, who is definitely going to be the focal point of season three, for sure. Um, But, uh, you know, for me, like the timing of this show is amazing because there's so little that's known about what's going on here. And even a character like Grogu, who they've obviously you know completely made up but he tracks all the way back to the the coup of the jedi temple by anakin yeah. skywalker like he's 50 something years old Gru. we know that that species <laughs> ages very slowly. yeah um, no, but clearly, it's, ama- yeah. it's amazing it's, it's amazing to think how he was there at the jedi temple when the jedi were exterminated and now he's he's essentially also the reason that Snoke and the Emperor's clone body get created and stuff like that. That, for, as far as we know, so for me that's absolutely stunning. Um, great revelation makes the story so much. It's still a personal story because it's still about Mando and the child, uh, but to have this overarching theme that's now setting into place and you know Mando could you know start doing something for the greater good is is interesting to me. Um, so he's obviously got to take. Uh, Rogu to meet a Jedi. People have been waiting for this for a very long time, which is the reveal of Ahsoka Tano. Now, I love that episode so much. Um, this forest setting, um, mm. the sort of samurai, sort of Western duel that goes on in there as well. Like that feeling of this rundown town in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, defending against like a a bandit or like some feared mercenary. Um it's incredible. But I don't know, something about that episode and like Ahsoka's awesome. Like just to see her dual wielding sabres, to see sabres again. Um I loved it. Did you did you like her reveal?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's quite it's quite difficult to um kind of get my head around it. I was like fucking hell. Like okay, I mean on Disney Plus I think from memory, the the thumbnail ruins it. It's like you just see her. I'm like, right, okay, yeah. brilliant. Um Yeah. So it's not like, you know, certain other things that happen later on where you're like, oh fucking hell, he's in it. Um, you know. So maybe the magic was taken away a little bit. But um yeah, lot. I, I was I was stunned to be honest, and um I was trying to get my head around it. I mean, I'm I'm not as familiar with um the clone wars Re-
0: rebels um, or Clone yeah, Wars, yeah.
1: yeah um but like visually i know of her her and anakin so i was kind of like is that her or is that just what uh, like is that just a species so they all look like that do you know what I mean oh I, I wasn't <laughs> yeah, quite sure it uh, was going to be yeah. her um yeah. So that was a bit mad. I was like, fucking hell. Like, I just assumed that she would have been dead at this point.
0: No, she, so, she, yeah. So this is the thing that is always... The time of Star Wars is so difficult to get everyone's head around. Like I just said, it, this is six years after Endor, so the return of the Jedi. Um, but, like, she, her species lives a bit longer anyway. Um, but, you know, she's about 50 <laughs> years old at this bit. point. She's about 50. Yeah, she's about 50 uh and that is from the clone wars so that, that's the amount of time that we talking about this happened since the clone wars to the end of the original trilogy um so it's fascinating that it fits perfectly like you know she is a she is a rebel she's like leading her own charge against uh, an enemy who we hear of here thrawn um you know who is massive in the in the extended universe stuff from before this was like you know canon he was in novels and stuff like that yeah. and that was who like luke han leia were facing off against uh and then he gets introduced in rebels in the animated series and i'm pretty certain that he's going to be the big bad of season three like he is the big bad um so that's going to be fucking awesome and and to have more Ahsoka, we know she's getting her own show mm. you know oh wow well. so they're yeah. doubling down they're doubling down on a um but i thought her reveal was amazing and then this is the thing about this season, which is why I was messaging you, because I was like, I think I messaged you after like episode, maybe that episode, maybe the next episode, because the next episode we get Boba Fett coming back into the fray. Ah, it's just so good. It's just, it's just so good. You get more of Boba Fett in this 10, 15 minutes of this episode. And he's such a cult character who actually has hardly any screen time, really, and has loads of like backstories written about him and stuff like that. You get more of him in this 15 minutes, which sort of reveals more about his character than ever before. Yeah. And he's just fucking awesome. Yeah. When he gets his armor back. Mm. It's unbelievable. What did you think about that action sequence um, when Grogu's calling out using the yeah, force look. to try and summon a Jedi? Mm. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I mean Grogu's on hold. I mean just sitting there, just, just yeah. waiting and that. just waiting for Hold, to
0: please hold. Answer, uh, yeah. You are number two in the queue. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> who else is?
0: <laughs> yeah, Qui Gon Jinn speaking. So, uh, no, not wait. you.
1: <laughs> no, no, not you. No, you need but, a real one, one that's alive. Um, yes, please. So, yeah, I mean, look, uh, uh, Boba Fett has uh, has always been. Famous for looking good and uh, assumed to be very good, <laughs> and actually, all you get from him really is him falling into a fucking pit and dying. And it's like, right, okay, Salak pit, yeah. Um, yeah. now, obviously, <laughs> you know, uh. all the novels, um, prior to all of the new trilogy, and I've always painted Boba Fett to be this he escaped, and and it's like, he escaped, yeah. yeah. And then it's sort you know, what's canon, what isn't, um. So look, uh, I can't remember um, if I ever expected him to turn up. I think when The Mandalorian was first announced, before I knew anything about it, um, and I you saw like, it might be him. Yeah, and I saw The Mandalorian. I assumed it was going to be about Boba Fett before before any of that. So for him to turn up was awesome, uh, and again to fill those gaps, much like we get at the end. Uh, and I'm trying to save as much of the of the end for later yeah. in this pod.
0: Save the end, yeah.
1: Um but it's um yeah, it's nice to fill those gaps. You you start looking at him smashing these guys to pieces with his weird little weapon. Um I mean he smashes one of their helmets open. I'm like fucking hell. Oh my god. <laughs> that's yeah. too much mate. Just calm down,
0: right? Well, it's just the job. And and that's the thing about about <laughs> this thing about this this show as well is the most violent Star Wars has been. Like it's still like a family, a show, but there are some parts of violence in this which are just brutal. It's one of those, but, isn't it? Where it's like about, you yeah.
1: see a, a knife flying to someone's chest, whereas you know normally
0: yeah. with Disney, you it's would, like that
1: would never happen. Yeah, or like the butt of that the would never happen on the movies. Yeah, the butt, the butt of the knife would hit someone's head and knock him out,
0: rather yeah. than his There'd head come donk. off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's <Yeah. laughs> literal decapitations in this. Like, it's it's mental. Uh, but to see his arrival, um, I thought was incredible. And to have him as an ongoing character, which le- happens later in the episode, is in the season, sorry, is amazing. And in future seasons, I'm sure. Um, that whole set piece is incredible on that planet. Like, there's just, like, the budget is insane. Um, baby Yoda, like, Grogu, with his on hold situation. That looked Amazing. Like, I just love yeah, yeah, yeah. pieces of lore with Star Wars. Like, we've just seen something we've not seen before. Like, we always hear of these Jedi temples, right? Oh, Luke's gone to one of the first Jedi temples on Acto or whatever it is, the planet, you know, with the fucking Porgs, right? <laughs> uh, you know, and he, you know, you love the Porgs, so you've got to give them a mention. I'm sure they'll turn up at some point, by the way. Yeah. Um, you know, you always hear about these temples. You've got the other one in Rogue One, which has all the kyber crystals, which make the lightsabers. Um, this is awesome. Like, this this little temple, and Grogu's... He's doing something we've never seen before. I've not seen this before. Mm. This is like this force projection thing that Luke was doing. Yeah. Um, I love pieces of lore like that. Yeah, it was cool. Um, it looked good.
1: Like It, it, it could just as easily have him... It could have been him just sitting on this rock. Sat there. And then yeah. he hovers or, like... He closes his eyes, starts meditating, but you don't really see anything, and it could be like you could assume something happened, maybe something didn't. Um, but no, no, just a fucking the rock just turns on, and it's like, oh Jesus, look at this massive beam, <laughs> yeah, and like, you got hell. the power on, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it's definitely fun. on, that's definitely working,
0: um, yeah. But he gets he gets stolen, um, which is obviously where the season was going because the Iron you know, meet, uh,
1: the Iron Man Free Squad turn up, don't they?
0: Literally, yeah. Um, they're called they're called dark troopers, right? Is that what they're yeah, called? Yeah, something like that. Um, they look pretty cool here. I was like, oh, this is interesting, and we have a little reveal of of Moff Gideon with them earlier in the season. Mm. And I was like, oh, these are going to be these are going to be a big part, mm. and they are because they're they're great cannon fodder for a Jedi. Yeah. Um, but basically, the rescue goes into effect where. <sighs> Mando goes through the greatest hits of the season, uh, picks up, you know, he's got the old hacker guy who used to work for the Empire. They go get the code and stuff like that. That's a cool episode. Uh, He's got, um, I can't remember her name. I don't know why I can't remember her name for the life of me. But she's the New Republic Warden now on Tatooine, uh, who's been with him since season one. Uh, you've got Boba Fett, you've got uh his sharpshooter who is also at the start of the season mm. um and has now she's got like innards So that's pretty she's yeah, awesome, man. Like yeah. and you've also got the Mandalorians from um the Frog Planet or whatever it is, Bo Katan and her squad who want to Sasha, retake Mandalore and lots of
1: from uh, WWE.
0: yeah yeah mate 100 she gets a couple of moves out here against Boba as well in the the final episode that was a a really good fight that that is a good fight that is a good fight the choreography in the show is very good that's what I'll say it all makes sense it all works and it all looks fucking awesome Uh, we come to the finale and Mando and his motley crew go to basically invade uh, an imperial starship uh, which is only battalion by a few hundred, by, by a dozen men or something, but they have a garrison of dark troopers, which are these dangerous troopers, which, as we see, are, are very dangerous because Mando really struggles against one; he literally gets his ass handed to him. Um, it's a fucking good fight. But I, well, I really enjoyed that. I
1: tell, I tell you this: when I first saw them and the way they moved, I was like, "These are fucking shit, don't they?" But then, <laughs> but then yeah, they, they manipulate way, yeah exactly that they manipulate it in a way where it's like terminator where you, you look at them and it's like oh look at it look at the way it moves it's so shit and then it's mm. like well actually no i mean the it's strength. fucking tough as nails yeah and that yeah. bit where it's you just, see that at, yeah. Like, yeah punching him him constantly around. in the face and his head's oh, just sinking into the fucking wall <laughs> oh wow this yeah. is
0: brutal he, he went through a lot just to kill that one and i was when he put them all into space i was like oh, fuck, that was easy i was like oh, that's good Um, he gets to Grogu uh, for some odd reason Moff Gideon thinks that he can defeat Mando I don't know why (laughs) Uh, he he tells us a piece of information here that we've seen because we've already seen it that lightsabers and the dark saber can't penetrate Beskar armor there are a couple of things within the um, Star Wars universe that we know repel lightsabers uh they're usually like laser weapons mm. um i've never known of beskar in any of the things that i've read or seen before to repel um sabers yeah so for me that was interesting and then when we see mando get the beskar spear in episode five i was like well this is a hundred percent leading to a showdown with moff gillian the dark saber like a hundred percent Mando hands his ass to him because he's Mando and the other guy is like 50, year old, 50 or 60 years old uh, and is, <laughs> as far as we're is not force sensitive in the slightest and he's wielding a lightsaber. No. That never goes well for anybody, anybody. Mm. Um, they get to the bridge, Grogu rescued. Um, it's, a a, it's a bit of a weird Garris... fight, isn't it?
1: Like the bit where he's like, look, just, yeah. Well, he's, I mean, it, the, the fight itself is fine. But it's the bit mm. where it's like Do you know what, just you take him, just yeah, go. That was He's weird. Like, okay, yeah, fine. And then he just tries to hit him from behind. Because he knows the beskar repels I know, it. i
0: Why is he doing that? Hit him says right it. in his he beskar. <laughs> <laughs> Aim for the joints. Yeah, what, it's fucking like hell. they're like. This is what I always think about this. Like, not to get historical and stuff like that, but like a knight in medieval times, right? Or when you see like a knight in Game of Thrones. They are walking tanks. Like on the battlefield, to take them down was nigh on impossible. Like you had to mm. like really calculatedly attack them. Like I'm talking aiming at your joints. Like yeah, yeah where the where the armor meets the pits. So you have to go for the armpits or the. the... So it's very specific. He knows, right? That <laughs> Beskar. Guard... <laughs> doesn't he the same straight for the best car he's got his back turned just mm. aim under the helmet yeah anyway yeah, That was weird is bizarre, but, we but it's star, wars. It's it's star wars fine this star wars is fine they rescue they rescue grogu um uh, they're on the bridge bo katan wants the dark saber because without the dark saber and this is a piece of lore that they can't retake Mandalore. Mandalore, their home planet which was destroyed during the clone wars by the empire um or soon after um and because uh, Mando won it in a battle against Moff Gideon, he is now the owner of the sword and she cannot take it from him, even though he yields and doesn't want it. you know, it's a, it's a silly piece of law. It's weird because mm. I yeah. think Bo-Katan does get the sword in the animated series. Um, if I remember correctly, it's just given to her. I, I can't remember, but I think that does happen. But they're obviously setting up a political yeah, situation yeah, yeah. for time. season three, yeah. which is good. Yeah. I like that. Mm. Um, but the dark troopers return and we have a situation on our hands where they are essentially pinned in at the bri- in the bridge. The You know, the blast doors are shut. And this is when the episode just, and this is when the whole show just goes into full. I don't know. Just this is your reaction videos. This is that this is it. But OK,
1: so before it gets good. Um, yeah, I'm sort of picking on Moff Gideon here. Um
0: yeah. Now, Gustavo d
1: his, his line, his dialogue, it doesn't have to be so heavy handed for him to turn around and go, Kai, you, you really struggled with one of them, didn't you? So yeah. yeah, yeah now there's no, loads no, no, of them. It's the Empire, yeah, mate. so now it's you're, defi- Empire. you're definitely dead. You're definitely dead now. Yeah, so just in case uh, any viewers are watching it going, Oh, yeah, they'll be fine. No. Remember, remember, twenty minutes ago, he had a massive, massively yeah. hard time with one. <laughs> now there's yeah. more than one.
0: So about seventy, yeah.
1: So, yeah. so now he's definitely fuck dead, it and it's like, okay, yeah, fine. Um, all continue. of his dialogue is very heavy-handed. <laughs> yeah,
0: all of his, dialogue, but he is the sort of like we were just did Finding Nemo as a podcast, right? Uh, which will be coming <laughs> out um, in the next few days. It's the, how the fuck have you not seen that episode? And in that, we said how there's no bad guys. Like that, it's just everyone trying to live their life. This is Star Wars. There are bad guys, and they always have the Machiavellian sort of big grandiose lines, uh which are stupid and sinister.
1: Again, we'll uh, let but it go hilarious it's fine. at
0: the same time. We'll let it go. So they're on the bridge, uh, they're doomed, essentially. The blast door's almost broken. Definitely fucked and then we see yeah. a sol- <laughs> definitely fucked. And so earlier in the season, we know that Grogu's called out to the force. Ahsoka has said maybe a Jedi will answer. For some reason, Ahsoka doesn't want to train Grogu because of she's seen what happened with Anakin, etc. So she's not comfortable uh, training anyone, essentially, which makes sense. I, I get it. Lazy. Um, very lazy, <laughs> if, in a way. In a way. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of rumors flying around um, about who it could be, like... It could be this Ezra character who was Ahsoka's, uh, trained by Ahsoka, I think. Uh, it could have been Cal Kestis, who's from the new uh, Jedi Fallen Order game, who is now canon, apparently. Um, but everyone was like, there is no way in a million years it will be Luke Skywalker. I, I read nothing. I saw nothing where someone was like, it's going to be Luke. Because everyone was like, there is no way they can bring Luke Skywalker into this. Mm. So when you see the solitary X-Wing flying in, I was like, it's Luke Skywalker. Straight away, I was like, that's Luke's shit. Like, and this happened in Rogue One, right? Where I remember watching Rogue One, which I think is arguably in the top two or three Star Wars films. I love Rogue One so much. It's very good. So it very um, good. Yeah. It's, uh, the moment where... And this caught me off guard at the cinema. I remember just watching it for the first time. And just when you see Darth Vader cutting through people and using his force powers so brutally, that's him at the height of his power. And we never got to see that because in the old films, you know, you watch the choreography, bless them, they're all old and they're like, you know, (laughs) swinging these sabres about. And it's just like, what's going on here? It's terrible. We never got to see Vader. Um, other than when he's Anakin, obviously, but we never get to see Vader really rip through people. And I remember watching that going, fuck me. He is terrifying. Like he is. Oh my God. He's he's, that that whole scene is amazing. Uh, When they're trying to pass the plans off to Leia. Um, And we never got to see Luke at the height of his powers. He was still raw. um, Even when he defeated uh, Vader, Uh, he, he was running off emotion and he actually technically lost. Uh, you never get to see him really in full flow, having nurtured his feelings or gone back to, y- uh, you know, s- have more conversations with Yoda and Obi Wan and really like harness the force. So to see this, um, oh my word, he, it, this is just, this is the biggest fan service I've ever seen in Star Wars. Mm. Like this whole season is fan service and it's good fan service. But what were your thoughts just watching him cut through these dark troopers and seeing yeah. him just
1: at his pomp, his height. Mm. So I guess the just just to
0: build it up a little bit more. <laughs>
1: um
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We can't build it up any higher, but we we'll I try. uh
1: Yeah, I mean when he when he called out um to the to the force, I was like, Luke Skywalker's gonna turn up in this season. And <laughs> no ge- genuinely. Way Yeah, genuinely. Mm. And and the, re- the reason mm. I the reason I say that you got to appreciate a couple of things. One, you getting in contact with me and being you have got to watch this. Yeah, fair I enough. knew immediately <laughs> something big is going to happen.
0: <laughs> secondly, yeah, I didn't want to give it away, but I, I was like, no, I just need to. That's yeah. fine.
1: Yeah. Um, secondly, uh, like this season is so good. The budget is so stupid that. I, I expect anything now can happen, and the fact that Boba mm. Fett's turning up halfway through and it's not even a massive deal, really, it isn't. It's kind of like, well, look, anything can happen. It's like fucking hell, pretty cool. Um, so yeah, when he's calling out to the Force, I was like, don't, mm. don't get me wrong, I was not expecting Luke Skywalker to turn up and destroy all these robots. <laughs> I was I was expecting to just see him at some point. Um. And then obviously you get to last episode, last ten minutes. It's like right, you guys are definitely fucked now. And I'm like right. I mean, he's going to turn up, isn't he? He's going to turn up. And then obviously you see the X-wing, and it's like right here he is. Um, yeah. Does doesn't, mean, robe. does doesn't mean that doesn't mean that. And I'm gutted that I didn't watch it with you actually. Because I'd have said it and you'd have been like,
0: no way, no way, man. No fucking way. I and, I, and I looked no at it. way. I, yeah,
1: I, yeah. And then you'd have obviously grabbed my leg and gone, oh, my God, John, they're not going to do it, are they? I'm like, he's <laughs> coming, man. He's coming. He's coming. Um, and then, yeah. And then I'd have just cracked up laughing um, at the absurdity. And it is absurd that Luke Skywalker has turned up in a Mandalorian, prime yeah. Luke Skywalker and obliterated everyone. Now, there's a couple of things here. Would have been very easy for them to do that classic Star Wars music. They didn't. Um, the soundtrack they went with... Uh, I, I can't remember what it's called. Um, something like... I don't know. It's amazing, whatever a, it is. A friend, like, like so arrival or something. Like a friend arrives or some, sh- some shit. It's cool. Um, but there's it's a cool, cu- But there's a couple of things. It's not like, right. X-Wing. You're like, oh... Yeah, oh one X-wing, rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? How are we going to be saved by one person? Well <laughs> Just wait and see. Yeah, <laughs> Just wait and, see. Uh, his and then his you get glove. then you, you see his then glove. looking at the cameras. See his little glove. Yeah, you see little hooded figure. Uh, oh, yeah. And Then you see one lightsaber. See, uh, right, okay. So, but it's very smart it's all in grainy no colors and then it cuts to it walking down the hallway uh back to the camera lightsaber it's comes green on lightsaber. it's green and it's like yeah. fucking hell how teasy is this how hilarious yeah. would it have been after all that if it that? wasn't him it's just some random guy yeah mace windu Oh, cracked imagine up. that oh <laughs> yeah well just purple lightsaber yeah. This Mace Windu do lot of Darth Maul. Why, why are you doing this? I want yeah, to use Grogu. I want him to be my my <laughs> apprentice. No, go away. Where's Luke? Um. So yeah, so he turns up, uh, showing off a little bit, bit arrogant. You know, he's breaking oh, out all words. of his false powers. Um, but this
0: is it. They watched Rogue One and they saw like what did Ve- what did that, that Vader sequence is arguably one of the things that fans went most mental for. And to now have it with Luke and it's extended. Like he is with the music, like you said, and the choreography, which is incredible. Mark Hamill did reprise his role for this. I know he wasn't the body double for doing this sort of stunt, <laughs> but he did, he did reprise his role. Yeah. And yeah, fuck that. Imagine if it's, you know, old Mark Hamill just pulling off this shit. I'd be, like, I'd be thoroughly impressed. Um, yeah, little little the knee, moment. little knee brace on.
1: Oh, why is he wearing a knee oh, brace?
0: <laughs> yeah, don't you know? After yeah. the Endor battle, he you're not his you're not thirty five. <laughs> 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 um, but like, there's a moment where like he's just chopping through these things. We didn't really see this in the original trilogy, like him using his saber that much against Blasterfire. It Doesn't really happen that much. It happens more so in the uh, prequel trilogy that um, that was a legitimate move of Jedi. He's fucking mm. just destroying things. The moment mm. he puts his hand out and force crushes one of them, yeah. I was like, oh, I can't. I'm literally just like, <laughs> I was just like, I can't. This is unbelievable. I was proper fanboying over this thing. Um, and then the door opens and it's uh, obviously the d h technology, which we've seen in Star Wars before with uh, tar- Is it um, General oh, Tarkin. Yeah. yeah. Um, Leia. in Rogue One, Leia in Rogue One mm. also in Rise of Skywalker mm. um, moment, moment. I know you didn't like that <laughs> um, and I thought look the effects here are, there's always something a bit uncanny Valley or whatever about these uh, about this de-aging like the mouth movements don't necessarily work but to see him standing there in his black robes with a green lightsaber and R2 fucking D2 rocks up and interacts with Grogu, I was just like, I can't. I, this is, I, yeah. I, I just, I was I exploding to, all over yeah. the place, in not in a <laughs> disgusting way, but just in a <laughs> no, in a happy
1: way, in a happy
0: way, <laughs> in a happy way. Yeah. Which, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on that then? Yeah, I when mean, it, look, well, it's, it's literal a D de- a aged Skywalker. A de- a- uh, so,
1: <sighs> look, I think. Um, right, th- th- there's going to be a debate that comes up, uh, in the. One of the things that I read afterwards was some people are disappointed that they haven't taken the opportunity to recast. recast. And obviously, Mm. I mean, it is mental how similar um, Sebastian Stan, the Winter Soldier, unbelievable. Like he's got the exact same like facial structure. Like it's bizarre. It's bizarre. So there are a few people that are annoyed that that they've gone down the de-aging
0: route. Um, and it does... They can always go back and recast. They can always recast yeah. this season. Yeah, like um, There's nothing wrong with that.
1: No, absolutely not. Uh, look, I think um, if they're going to go down a route where he appears more, like they're not going to want to be hampered by going, right, if we want Luke to turn up in this story, in another story, um, or if they ever decide to do a whole series on Luke... In the in between years, they're going to have to recast him. They they can't because it would be terrible. Like in in short spurts, it's absolutely fine. Um, But eventually, you'd be like, he's got he's showing no emotion on his face, like and and they don't like the the talking is all a bit weird. It's like plastic surgery gone wrong, where it's like there's there's no it's it's the emotive stuff on the face isn't quite right. Um, Mm -hmm. Having said that. Mate, it was incredible, wasn't it? It's fucking Luke Skywalker, man. Like This, uh, this is about um, as, as surprised I am. This is about... Uh, this far exceeds my hopes that I had of Disney taking over Star Wars. Um, I oh, never yeah. imagined that they would have been able to craft a series like this and get me as invested as I am. Um and uh, look, I had I had hopes after watching the first couple of episodes of Mandalorian season one. I was like, actually, this is really good. But the reason it's good is that they need to stay the fuck away from the trilogies, because if they touch on them, it's going to be terrible. And and yet they've still they've managed to do it and make it great. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I suspect with season three, um, as you've kind of touched on it, um. Uh, they'll probably come away from from that whole jedi thing now and and i think it'll probably make for a better more cohesive series
0: yeah do you know what's cool about it is the fact that luke skywalker and the jedi mando didn't even know what a jedi was (laughs) (laughs) like he didn't this is what's amazing about the jedi in this sort of it's a bit weird when you think about well Surely it was only 50 years ago they were running the galaxy, essentially. Um, but it is mad to think, like, these people, like Luke Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, you know, killed the Emperor. Like, he's the reason the New Republic, he's the leader of the New Republic, essentially, with Leia, yeah. right? They don't even know who the fuck this guy is. It's incredible to me that someone like Mando, who is a trained warrior, a trained assassin, who goes around, like, killing people, doesn't know... Who a je- what a Jedi is. It's this mythos that has been created with these set of characters. It's a mythos. So when they are shocked, we are shocked, right? I would love it, to be honest with you, as much as I love seeing Luke, whatever, the moment loses its impact if we see too much more of him, to be honest with you. Like <laughs> yeah, the moment of just that mysticism of him turning up to these characters, taking Grogu away. However, we all know there's no way the Mandalorian can survive with, I mean, it will, but that Grogu has to come back in some shape. He is Star Wars, is biggest, biggest property at the moment, you know, um, you can't get rid of him. Let's just quickly touch on the touching moment where Mando takes off his mask and uh, Grogu touches his face. Oh my God. Uh, that, that's probably the moment you were talking about. The mm. father thing um, had me that got me. I was done. I mean, I was all, emotionally, I was all over the place because Luke just turned up and then that happened and I was like, Pedro Pascal, who is fantastic in Game of Thrones. He's good in every everything.
1: He's good in everything. He's amazing he's good in, in everything. Like He's yes. just so good. He's brilliant and he's a very good looking man as well.
0: A very good looking man. The acting he's done behind the whole mask and everything has been awesome. Um, and then to have this moment uh, where he takes off the mask for Grogu, oh my word, it is so, it's just perfect. It's a perfect moment of television um thoughts
1: yeah look as i've said you know that that's good filmmaking and i will call it filmmaking because i mean it's like it's uh this is the sort of stuff that a tv series can benefit from because you've got time to grow with characters and you know this is what i've said before where it's like i watch certain films and i just cannot buy into the relationships between certain people in yeah, I mean, it has to be exceptionally well done. And, and if something's relatively yeah. weak and it's like you're an hour into a two-hour film and then two characters, you know, their relationship falls apart or someone dies, you're like, oh, I mean, fucking hell. There was no character development anyway, so who cares? And yet you get something like this, you know, two seasons in, some green little monster. All right, I mean, he's cute, but fine. <laughs> you know, he's still Very a little cute. green blobby thing. um, And some assassin. And it's like, you look at it and it's it's heartbreaking, kind of like Leon. Actually, that would be a good example of like, you know, some uh, a character that you would expect is quite distant and cold, because he has to be. And and the Mandalorian is a little bit like that. Um, so yeah, when they split up, it's it's devastating, isn't it? I mean, it also you're buzzing for Grogu because fucking Luke Skywalker's just turned up. Oh so my so, word! Like,
0: well. well, you sent me a gif which was quite funny, which was um, like that moment you realise that. Uh, Kylo Ren probably killed Grogu in the fucking Jedi Academy <laughs> and I was just like oh please God no um, nah, no chance I believe Grogu is still out there somewhere uh, but it would be weird that you'd never see him in the new trilogy um, I was going to say fuck he'd still that, be
1: quite I small though
0: oh he'd still be very young that's, that's the issue isn't it I think um, I think the advantage the Mandalorian has And something that Rebels, Clone Wars had is you get to spend so much more time with the characters. Now, the new trilogy suffered at the end because certain characters, because they were trying to cram so much into this trilogy, got completely shortchanged. I'm talking Finn, uh, even like Poe Dameron. Um, The Knights of Ren. The advantage (laughs) is the Knights of Ren. Like the advantage of this show, you could have had an episode like of the whole Knights of, do you know what I mean? Knights of Ren, like in this show or couple they could be like a, a bad guy or something. You know what I mean? Like you see these characters develop and that's the thing that Man- Mandaloin has an advantage of. We've had, you know, almost probably close to 12, 13 hours uh, with these characters. And even though Grogu says nothing, um, we feel like we know him so well and we've, you know the little cheeky chap always eating the eggs. Yep. Um, Why is eating the Mando tu- unborn? <laughs> yeah. Or waiting until Featuses. they're born
1: and then eating them immediately?
0: <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, so I feel, I feel like that. That's how this is flourishing so well because we get some more time with the characters, and that is never a bad thing. Never unless they completely botch up the dialogue. But the dialogue's good here. It's good, well written. It's got fantastic directors. You know, you're like. Taika Waititi, uh, John Favreau, who's obviously amazing, you know, did amazing work with so many different properties like Iron Man, Jungle Book, you know, other stuff. You know, he's he's quality, you know. Um, and I'm just buzzing for season three. I know we've sort of talked about it already, but I think, like you said, there'll be less Jedi. I think there'll be more the retaking of Mandalore and I think sort of more sort of about Thorn and sort of setting up Rebels, because it seems to me like they, you've heard this discussion, right? That they've seen a an MCU type opportunity here to stitch all of these shows together and have crossover events. Um, what do you think about that? I think that's a smart way to go.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it feels like they're going to do that uh, in multiple different timelines as well. Obviously, you've still got you know, I mean, the Obi Obi One series is going to be huge, and yet this takes place. I am place. so excited. Yeah, Obviously, about this that. takes place many many years before the Mandalorian, so you're never going to get crossovers there. Um, I, uh, you look at someone like, um, sorry, what was the uh, what was the Jedi on um, uh, what's her, Axo or Tano or something? What's her name?
0: A ah- Ahsoka.
1: Ahsoka, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, so Gatano.
1: So she she fights um, Darth Maul, no?
0: Darth Maul. That's yeah. like her. That's her big antagonist. Like her mortal um, enemy.
1: Yes. Yeah. And so, it, it's amazing. So she she's going to turn up in the Obi wan series, one hundred percent. She'll be oh, in that yeah. series. Oh yeah,
0: she'll turn up. Yeah, she'll be in. A, she, as I said, her species ages slower. Uh, she's about fifty. She's she'll be in the Obi wan She's got her own show called Ahsoka, mm. which will be probably tracking around this timeline and also in the future where she will fight Thrawn which is who she was tracking down in this episode she was trying to find out information on him in episode five of the season so you got that you've got Rebels which is being clearly set up and it seems like there's the big crossover events are going to be like the Infinity War type thing um, with Avengers is going to be happening in the Star Wars universe in this 30-year gap that we know very little about which is fascinating.
1: Yeah. No, it's going to be good. I mean, Obviously I think we've got the Book of Both yeah. as
0: well. So it's like, well. Book of, that's just an absolute bonus. Yeah. What is that? I mean, we'll <laughs> wait and see. Um, but I think it's important for us to say that I think we've been having internal discussions, and um, there's a strong chance that we are going to be covering Mandalorian Season 3 just on the Fan Critical Channel um, episode by episode, because, like I said, uh, we want to cover things that we enjoy. Uh when Mandalorian first came out, we didn't have the capacity to cover it um and this this year we have just had so much uncertainty that I don't think I think it sort of slipped under the radar a little bit. Uh but now we're fully invested um and we're going to probably cover it episode by episode, which I'm very much looking forward to like as I said, we love talking about yeah. this sort of stuff because there's so much ca- there's so much canon that we can discuss and and it's funny, like it's a funny show and it's emotional. And that's it really, John, unless you've got any more thoughts on Mandalorian for the listeners. No, look,
1: I, um, I'm i buzzing um, to have been able to, to get some time in before Christmas to kind of add this to our channel. And um, hopefully those listeners of our channel that have seen this appreciate that We've managed to get this in, and, and I'm you know glad that you have because you put a lot of work in. So well done, Len, and you know, Merry Christmas! No worries, um, Merry
0: Christmas, Merry Christmas to you. Yeah.
1: I'll tell you what, I'm most thankful for the fact that we've now officially on record got you admitting that Rise of Skywalker was a terrible film. Yeah, so no, I'd not like, terrible, just not a four. Well, so yeah, definitely not a four bloob. Um, and I remember being mental no, at I'd... the time, I was human at the time. And that, that's kind yeah. of fested within I me for a while. One, uh, I think You gave it a one, didn't you?
0: I think I did.
1: Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I should have given it a zero, but you know, I gave it a one because I was feeling sorry for them. Um, but mm. what would, you, what I would, would you? give it. What that... would you give it now? Now that you uh, know honestly, how good it can be. Yeah,
0: I think that is difficult, isn't it? Because I've seen, I've seen this now, and it's kind of.
1: Yeah. So if this is yeah, Crens I of think the well, okay
0: before yeah before I'd watched this season of Mandalorian. I would have happily given uh, Rise of Skywalker a three because (laughs) I've watched it two more times, I think, on Disney Plus because I still enjoy watching it. As I said, there are moments in there which I think are are good. I think the overall story is just handled quite poorly. There's a lot of weird character decisions and, and some mistreatment of certain characters, which I now strongly disagree with, especially after listening to them discussing it and I think that's an important thing that has happened since the film and since we reviewed it I'd probably give it a two um I give it a two and that is low and for me that's low and the reason is it's just because it had the capacity to be great um and it feels like after seeing something like the Mandalorian you know hindsight is amazing but after seeing something handled this way maybe they should never have gone down another trilogy of films and they should have gone down a a show route um yeah hindsight's a great thing and you know the world's different now cinema (laughs) will never be the same again no it's depressing as fuck to think that Mm. um let's not end on this you know (laughs) no but uh you know let's hope it does come back everyone go to the (laughs) cinema if you can just wear a mask buy your sweets your popcorn your munchies whatever you want to do and have a great time but Yeah, like, I just think Rise of Skywalker is a massive disappointment when you compare it to something like this. I mean, look, there was no moment in the Rise of Skywalker. There were moments that got me, like I said, the Ray calling out to the Force moment. This arrival of Luke Skywalker in this show is, I think, the most excited I've been about Star Wars since... Maybe seeing the return of the Millennium Falcon and Force Awakens that was a good moment, but then before that, you're talking about fuck. I don't, I don't even know, man. It's, like, it's Jewel difficult of the though, Fates. isn't it? It's... Jewel of the Fates, maybe when Obi Wan fight, fights Anakin. Like as much as people hate that trilogy, like Jewel no, of the but... Fates is fucking awesome. Yeah, that look, that
1: like, that is forget the the overall quality of the film. Like when they announced that they were going to do a prequel trilogy that that's the one thing that you're waiting for is 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 that fight yeah. um, and i thought it was a good fight yeah. you know um, oh, it's, <laughs> not choreography, gonna...
0: choreography is good apart yeah. from the ending apart from the ending oh
1: mm. well, you had the higher ground um, so yeah it.
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like this is the most excited i've been like the the, the the reaction if you could see me like we used to do live reactions at game of thrones of the final season which was funny and we put them in the podcast i'm sure a lot of listeners know that um, and we haven't been able to do that, obviously, because now we live in different places. We can't do that. But um, my reaction says it all. Like, and I rem- like, I cherish those moments. I think about those moments when I watch films in cinemas, and they blow my mind, and yeah. my like heart goes racing. And this was one of those moments. So, kudos, hats off to you, Mandalorian season two, and hats off to the listeners for this year. Uh, there's one more podcast coming out this year, which is our last. How the fuck have you not seen that? uh finding nemo which we've just recorded very good fun um but other than that merry christmas john
1: thank Cheers, you for mate. joining
0: me to talk about star wars no oh, it's a pleasure. Absolute um, pleasure yeah good fun it's good fun to talk about it and uh thank you the listeners for listening to us as i said mandalorian will be in the stable next season um so don't worry every episode covered here at fan critical and uh yeah enjoy your time off everyone rest up watch more mandalorian watch it again it's that good this is the way goodbye john and goodbye listeners may the force be with you yeah (laughs) oh yeah get that one in there yeah (laughs) it'd be weird if it wasn't in there really wouldn't it (laughs) bye guys see ya (laughs)